Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the High Level Spotlight Sessions. Today, I'm joined by Josh Nelson. Super excited to have him. He's the founder of Plumbing and HVAC SEO, which is a seven-figure digital marketing agency that does over $4 million now in annual revenue. Yeah, over $4 million. That's fantastic. Um, he's also the founder of the Seven Figure Agency, which is a coaching group that teaches marketers how to grow businesses that do over a million in sales. Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's my, my pleasure. Stoked to be here. Josh, I know you just had a great event that um, Sean and Robin were at. Uh, how many people did you have down there? So I think we had about 62. Um, it was one of our, our member events. We get together and just share best practices and talk about how to grow and scale our agencies. Well, I know it went really well, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but first, I want to talk about, you know, the origin story, right? Um, I know that you are a fan of niching down, obviously. Um, but what I don't know is, was Plumber and HVAC born in a niche, or did you guys start out more broad? Great question. So, yeah, we, we started broad like everybody else. Uh, our company was Click Incorporated, and it was just going to be a local internet marketing agency with, with verticals that we decided to focus on. Um, and early on, we, we decided let's, let's verticalize, but we, we decided we would jump in a lot of verticals. So we did plumber SEO and roofer SEO and dental SEO. We were just going to have a bunch of verticals. Um, and we just started getting success in the plumbing space early, started getting some wins and decided it was just so, so much easier to say, okay, let's be the very best in this little pocket um, and go down that path instead of trying to keep all of these other uh, balls in the air, so to speak. Yeah. And I mean, that's the common theme. Everybody that I talk to, you know, everyone seems to agree. And I do too, that the sooner you can find your niche, the better. Um, but unfortunately, when you're, you're new to the industry, um, it's very tempting to just go very broad, right? Because you can kind of just walk down your town and knock on doors and get uh, some clients, but that's not always, you know, going to be good in the long run. Yeah. Josh, you shared a tip with me when we were putting notes together for this. Um, what, in terms of niching, to position yourself as the go-to expert. And this was an interesting idea that I hadn't you know, thought of or seen many people talk about. But you said, get the list by joining the association. The money is not in the list. It's in your relationship to the list. Tell me a little bit more about that. What do you mean by joining the association? Yeah, so I mean, oftentimes we think we're going to join a niche and we're going to you know, be the experts in that space. And because we're in a niche, like we're just magically going to be attractive to everyone in that world. Uh, well, there's enough people doing the niche thing now. And the, the quality of the list that you have is, is mission critical, right? Just because you've scraped or something purchased a list of hundreds of or thousands of companies in a space doesn't mean they're going to think of you as the go-to expert. Doesn't mean that they're going to just magically enter your world and want you to show them what you can do. Um, and so I think the quality of the list that you have is, is paramount. Uh, and what I found is usually the best list is somebody that um, has pre-vetted themselves and has invested something to kind of show that they're in that space. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what better play than to find the national association and sub-associations within your niche and, yeah. um, and, and join it. And by joining it, you really get two benefits. So I'll just, as an example, we work with plumbing and HVAC companies we joined the, the National Plumbing, Heating, Cooling Contractors Association. Um, and by joining that, we got a list of the, the members and we know that they're legitimate companies, that they're in business and we've got proper contact details, which is, which is really important. Um, we also had the ability to draft on affinity, right? So instead of calling these people or emailing them blind, because we're members of the association, 
we could reach out and say, hey, we're fellow members of this association. We want to introduce ourselves. We wanted to invite you to something we've got coming up. And that really can shortcut the process and help yeah. you, you know, get access to a legitimate list. I find that so many, so many agencies wind up with bad contact details and they're sending hundreds, if not thousands of contacts uh, and emails per, yeah. per week, but they're really not getting any traction. That makes complete sense. So let me ask you, when you join, when you go to these agencies, do you find that they're welcoming to marketers or is, or is it more like you have to really be, you know, work your way in there because it's sort of like letting, you know, the, the fox into the hen house. <laughs> I, I mean, I find that the, the association is, they're always looking for additional streams of income, right? And so you can join as either an industry partner or an affiliate partner. Um, and as, as a member, you get, you know, depending upon the association, you usually get the badge to say, look, we're, we're affiliated with this group uh, and you get the, the list. And that may just be the names, phone numbers and addresses. You may not get emails in most cases, um, but it takes time to build up trust to the place where they, they really welcome you in and they let you start to maybe do webinars for the group and or speak at their trade, trade events and things like that. It's a great idea. Um, so Josh, I know that you work with a lot of, you know, agencies, marketers who are just getting started. And I want to talk about the first few sales, right? That's always, you know, the hardest till to get over is those first couple of sales that become sticky clients, right? Not, you know, somebody that came and churned after a month or two, but like your first real clients. Um, when you were starting out, or I guess even now still to this day, do you guys allow people to purchase a la carte services or only packages? So, I mean, we're, we're a little bit different in this regard, and it, it may be a model that's different than, than most teach, but uh, we've always had our, our core monthly package. You know, I, I worked at, my, my initial agency was, was a failure, and I, I was selling website design and hosting services with like one-time fees. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I worked at Reach Local for a couple of years, the big pay-per-click management company. And um, we basically had one option to sell when we were Reach Local. And it was a monthly recurring package greater than $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. um, and it could go up, you know, who knows how far. And so when I started my, my second agency, that was one of the things I just decided, rather than selling little piecemeal stuff, I'm going to sell what I think my clients actually need. I'm going to get a monthly recurring fee. And by simplifying my, my options in that way, it really was part of the reason we were able to accelerate our growth. Yeah. And I mean, I found that in my experience um, over at Customer Bloom is, you know, the package makes clients stick around for a long time, but the a la carte can be tempting because it's oftentimes an easier sell, right? So, I mean, mm -hmm. in your experience, what do you think, what do you think is the easiest sell? Whew. I mean, I, I mean, I think the easiest client you can land uh, would be someone in your personal sphere of influence or somebody that you can meet with face to face. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if I'm, you know, if you're, I think what you're trying to get to is, you know, you're trying to land that first two or three clients in any niche, let alone a specific niche. Mm -hmm. um, I would make a short list. You know, here's everybody that I know that owns a business. Here's a local BNI group that I can join. Here's a local chamber of commerce I can get involved in. Um, and I would try and meet with as many people face to face and just kind of tell them what you're looking to do. Say that you're, you know, you're looking to specialize in one particular vertical and ask mm -hmm. if they can make an introduction for you. Uh, that's how we landed our first couple of clients. Um, and I would, I mean, me personally, I would still, you know, sell a monthly recurring fee, even though it might be easier to sell an a la carte, sure. um, you know, you're going to get something that you can predict and something you can build a business on 
instead of something that you kind of land and goes away and land and goes away. True. So I think we're both in agreement that, you know, you want to get to your winning package as quickly as you can, but creating a package like that takes years of experience, right? So what do you think is the best way or how do you teach young marketers or young agency owners to, you know, how do I get, how do I avoid that pitfall? How do I most quickly figure out like what I should be bundling up? Yeah. I mean, the way they, the way I look, I try to explain it is, pretend like your brother-in-law or your cousin is going to be your client and they happen to be in the niche that you're trying to serve. And if mm -hmm. that brother-in-law or that cousin candy said, what do I need? You try and figure out what, what I do that would provide a tangible measurable result, right? What would be the right mix of services? Yeah. Um, and if the package fits that environment, um, I think you're going to be safe, right? Um, oftentimes we get into these activity based packages. So it's like, oh, we're going to throw a reputation package. Or we're going to post on social media. or We're going to do some random thing um, mm -hmm. where, I mean, yeah, you need to know what's going to work and what's not, but, uh, you know, try and build something that's going to at least has the best hypothesis to generate a, a tangible measurable return uh, for the client that you work with. And do you, are there are a couple of easy ones like, um, like Yaks? Do you recommend people throw Yaks in at the beginning? Cause that's a pretty easy sell, right? Absolutely. I mean, and I know that high level now has the ability to, to give you the volume pricing that the, like the larger agencies like us get, you know, right yeah. out of the gates for your clients. So uh, I think that yeah, should be part of any standard package, right? You know, get your client ranked, get them online reviews, make sure their website's built to convert. You know, these Google are fundamental things that are going to like that. Make sure the Google local business is all set up. Right. Right. I mean, this is all really low hanging fruit that I think, um, you know, if I were talking to somebody is a pretty easy package to put together that, you know, covers the core, no the core bits and pieces. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> let me see what the next question I have for you is, okay. So talking about packages and we talked about how it can be tempting to go a la carte. Another challenge that I think we always faced, um, at my last agency was seeing something shiny new and thinking, should we change our packages? How frequently do you guys change your packages at Plumber and HVAC? Always tempted to, to add some new shiny thing, right? right. Um, I, I mean, we don't change it that often. Like we, we've had a core package that we've been selling kind of since day one. Uh, it's very, uh, like very proven, right? You know, the fundamental things, good website, build to convert, mm -hmm. you know, local SEO, some paid search, um, and, and we try and we try and run any new thing that we, that we add through the filter of, is this truly going to drive a tangible measurable result for the client? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, and only then do we beta test it and kind of prove it on a handful of clients and then start to roll it out across our you know, core program. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we've gone down that road of shifting packages too frequently, and then you just sort of end up all over the place. So yeah, good point. Um, Josh, another tip that you had sent in your notes that I really loved was, and I think this is really common, right? We, we saw this, the industry sort of, I would say in the past, you know, three or four years, it was like, Hey, we can get you leads, 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 leads. It's all about leads. You need them. We can get them. And then the sort of journey of a marketer, you start to realize, wow, okay, I got a bunch of clients. I'm generating them leads, but Hey, they're not really all that happy. Why is that? Cause they're telling me these leads stink <laughs> and then you look into why and you're like, wait a minute, these leads don't stink. You stink at converting them. 
And your tip that you had sent was don't just sell leads, sell lead conversions. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so I mean, like, like you said, the, the, the lowest common denominator is I'm gonna get you ranked or I'm gonna get you traffic. And then now everybody's talking about, I'm gonna get you leads, I'm gonna make the phone ring. Mm -hmm. We were guilty of this for years. We were like, mm -hmm. look, we're gonna set up an amazing website. It's gonna be built to convert. We're gonna drive traffic. Your phone's gonna ring off the hook. If you don't do anything with the lead on the other side, that's your problem. And that was kind of like the, the, the norm within the industry. Yep, I think totally. the, the agencies that succeed going into the future are going to be solving for like, how do we help you convert more of those leads into sales? Um, and of course, high levels instrumental in this, right? Because we can put marketing automation in place and make sure that web forms get followed up with immediately, that unconverted phone calls get added to a drip sequence via text and email and everything else um, and really solve for that. And it gives you two massive advantages. Uh, the first is you provide better results for your client, right? What they really want is more revenue, right? They want more sales and more income. And so yeah. if you can do that, it's great. But it also positions you differently than the competition because everybody's still talking about getting you ranked, driving you better traffic, driving you better Facebook leads. But only the smart marketers, the ones probably in this group, are thinking the next level, which is how do we take those leads and convert them into sales for our clients at the highest level possible? Yeah. And, you know, that's what drew me to high level is what you can do with it to automate a lead to conversion without, you know, your client staff even having to get involved. Um, but I think the next piece of the journey is, is really about sales training. Do you guys do sales training with your clients? We don't, we don't specifically do sales training for our clients, but uh, we have basically there's industry coaches within the home services space mm -hmm. that that's what they do. And we're very strategically aligned uh, when a client is struggling or their dispatches are struggling to convert those calls into sales. We connect them with those industry partners and it's a great reciprocal uh, yeah, that makes sense. They can feed you clients and you can feed them clients. And that's another benefit of the niche, right? I mean, when you're, when you're operating in one niche, you can really get to know the, the top people in that niche that are complementary to your business, like you're saying, and make deals with them. Because I really do think, you know, most businesses, they're not, they don't have salespeople on staff. They're, they don't know what it really means to work or close a lead. And, and that, going back to what you said, we were totally guilty of that as well. It's like, hey, we, we got you all these leads. If you didn't convert them, you're on your own. But in the end, that comes back to bite you because they're not going to stick around and be your client for a year or two years if that's your mentality. So you need to be willing to help them solve, you know, the next steps. Um, talking about automation, the third tip that you sent that I thought was really interesting is put an automation in place to follow up on every inbound call. What did you mean by that? Like, flesh that out for me. Yeah, so it, we work with home services, right? If you're dealing with home services, the, the way that a lead comes in is different than a lot of the other industries. Mm -hmm. um, almost 90% of the leads come in via phone call, right? People want to dial in the number, talk to the person at the front desk and schedule a plumber or schedule someone to come out to the house. Mm -hmm. um, and now generating tens of thousands of leads in the home services space, uh, we find that something like 40% of the calls don't get booked, even though they wanted a plumber and they were, you know, in the local area, they just didn't book it right then and there. They said, mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to the tenant or I'm going to talk to my wife or let me check around and I'll call you back. Mm -hmm. And these guys have literally no follow-up for those unconverted leads at all whatsoever. And there's nobody, like you said, from a sales perspective, that's going to be following up with those people. Right. Um, and so we're trying to figure out how can we, how can we bridge the gap for these unconverted phone leads? 
Um, and so all we did was we started bringing our calls through into high level and then putting them onto a pipeline and then basically dragging them into a bucket, right? If they converted, we moved them into the converted bucket or booked. If they didn't convert, we moved them into not converted. And all it does is send a simple text message after that call. Hey, this is Tracy over here at the plumbing doctor. Thanks for your call today. Let us know if there's anything we can do to help, right? And then it continues to text message them until they write back, we already booked it elsewhere, or hey, we're ready to schedule it now. Mm -hmm. um, and we're finding that those unconverted leads that weren't getting touched at all are now writing back and they're calling in and they're scheduling appointments, um, which again, makes our clients more money, which makes us uh, more sticky for them and gets them uh, happier and more excited about what we're doing for them. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I think that we as marketers often overlook the inbound call because it's like, oh, an inbound call is a conversion, you know, but you're right. A huge percentage of them are not. Everybody likes to shop around. Everybody's hesitant to commit. So that makes total sense. Put in a, you know, and it sounds like you're just doing it, triggering off of a pipeline stage or something like drag them yep. into this stage and it'll send out yep. the automation. And um, exactly. And, and I want to give credit where, where credit's due. I was out at um, Rob Bailey's event a couple weeks oh, nice. ago and he and Haplin and I put our, you know, put our, heads together and they helped us kind of figure out how to build that out. So I want to make sure I give kudos to the. All right. That's great. Yeah. Rob was just on, we just did an episode with Rob. So that's awesome. Yep. That's great. So Josh, all right. Tell us about seven figure agency. Um, the URL is sevenfigureagency.com all spelled out, right? Yep. So I mean, seven figure agencies is basically my, my coaching program uh, showing digital marketing agencies, typically at kind of that six figure level, doing somewhere between five and $10,000 per month or more in revenue, mm -hmm. um, maybe stuck because they're generalists or they don't have the right program packaging and they're trying to figure out how do I grow this thing? How do I scale it? Um, and how do I get to a place where I don't have to necessarily do it all myself so I can right. have more, more income, more freedom and a bigger impact in my life. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's what I do with seven figure agency is kind of show how I was able to choose a niche position ourselves as the expert and, and grow our, grow our agency. Great. So it sounds like an opportunity for not just brand new entrepreneurs or marketers, but people who've been doing it who sort of hit that plateau. And I do think that is a pretty common plateau. It's hard to break. There are certain plateaus, but the seven figure one is definitely a, a mountain to get over. How many people are in, in the group? There's about 115 agencies in the group now. Wow. Um, you know, I'm on a mission to help 100 digital marketing agencies get to seven figures over the next five years. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of my, my passion project because I know the, the impact it had on my life and the options I was able to have once I you know, got out of struggle and into a more affluent um, place in my, in my life and in my business. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you definitely know what you're doing, Josh. And um, I'll put the, the link in the description. Highly recommend checking it out. I know that Josh is you know, top in the field and been doing this for a while now. Um, so definitely check out sevenfigureagency.com. Josh, thanks again for joining us. And um, we'll see everybody on the next episode. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, guys.